Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. I have had such a rocking day. Hopefully, you guys have had a really good day as well. I was at, um, I was in Austin, Texas all weekend at the Paleo FX conference, and it was just awesome. I'm so inspired and ready to get back on my game with my nutrition and working out. And, you know, sometimes we just need those little, like, uh, it's kind of like a little rest station where you just, it's like the the huddle, you know, it's like you're playing football and you got to get to the huddle and kind of go over all the plays again. And then you break and you go out and play the game. So I felt like I had my little huddle and I'm motivated again. So really cool stuff. And um, I gave a lecture on using food as medicine, which uh, we're definitely going to talk about tonight with our guest and uh, how I custom tailor the paleo diet for individuals. Um, depending on their labs, their physical exams, and just their health history. And everybody's really different, you know. We are individualized biochemically, and so I don't like to use one cookie-cutter approach for everybody. So that was a really fun experience. I gave my lecture to, I think, 300-something people, which is the most I've ever given a lecture to. So that was, you know, exhilarating and kind of jittery at the same time, but I felt like I got that under my belt. So I'm ready to kind of take it to the next you know, freak out session. <laughs> I just figure the more I keep taking risks, the more I'm just living, living life, you know. Um, but anyways, that was really, really great. Austin is awesome. It's a super cool city, uh, really nice people, amazing restaurants. And I just felt really happy to meet everybody down there. And I was on a mastermind panel with Chris Kresser and Rob Wolf and Dr. Terry Walls and Kate Shanahan and Nora Gagoutis and just felt like I was in the midst of some really smart and very inspirational people. So it was very, very fun. Uh, If you guys didn't get to check out that conference, definitely check it out next year. And also the Ancestral Health Symposium is coming up in August in Atlanta. I don't know if I'm going to be going to that, but I will definitely uh, check out Paleo Effects next year for sure. Uh, Let's see here. Tonight's show is a really, really important topic. This is a condition we're talking about, autoimmune disease, which is kind of an umbrella term for a lot of different conditions that they have a lot of real commonalities that we'll talk about tonight, but it affects nearly 23.5 million Americans. And that means that hundreds of thousands of people don't even know that they have an autoimmune disease and they just don't feel well. You know, I mean, are you constantly exhausted? Do you frequently feel sick? Some other things like maybe feeling hot when other people are cold or cold when other people are warm, Um, you know, just brain fog, feeling irritable, hair loss, dry skin, and a lot more that we'll talk about tonight. Those can all be maybe some clues that you might have an autoimmune condition. You might want to get it checked out. Um, Our guest tonight is Dr. Susan Blum. She is amazing. She is a medical doctor who practices kind of similar to a naturopathic doctor. Reading through her book, I'm like, wow, this sounds really familiar. This is kind of the way I work with my patients. So it was really, really cool to see a conventionally trained doctor practicing in very natural ways, but also, you know, kind of blending the two of conventional medicine with natural medicine, which is a lot of times what I do with patients. So it was very just encouraging. I wish every medical doctor could be this way. Um, Dr. Susan 
Blum, I first um, saw her actually, um, well, I received the book, and I just go, okay, who's this? And um, looked her up online, and I saw a video of her on Dr. Oz, and she was talking about thyroid conditions um, on Dr. Oz, and, and definitely talking about some things I normally talk about with my patients. So hearing her have very similar language is very, very cool. Um, and looked up more about her with her website. And she has an entire healing center with um, a kitchen, medicinal kitchen, and mind-body um, programs. And just blending all of that together is just the way that medicine should be done. Um, Dr. Susan Blum is an assistant clinical professor in the Department of Preventive Medicine at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York City. And she's been treating and preventing chronic disease for more than a decade. She is the founder of the Blum Center for Health in Rybrook, New York. She's an advisor to the Institute for Functional Medicine, and she serves on the medical advisory board for the Dr. Oz Show. She lives in Armonk, New York, with her with her husband, and I don't know I don't know how she does it. And she has three sons as well, <laughs> so she is a go getter. And I'm just going to go ahead and bring on Dr. Blum on the air. Dr. Blum, are you with us? Welcome to Dr. Radio. I am. I am. Thank you for having me, boy. I really enjoyed listening to you talk about me. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah. Well, all of it is deserved and um, just so inspired by you. Thank you so much for what you do. And, you know, you're clearly making a huge difference. And so it's just it's really wonderful. Well, I was reading about you on your website, and I really enjoyed reading about how, I agree, we are very much aligned in how we approach, how we take care of our patients. So I was very excited to be here and um, to be able to share with you just probably stories that will be very familiar (laughs) to you as well, you know? Yeah, I think we've had similar experiences, and probably why we got into the kind of medicine that we do is because we have experienced it firsthand. So I'd love to hear from from you of just why are you so passionate about this, and tell me a little bit about your story. Oh, okay. Well, we can definitely start there. That's that's fine. Um, (laughs) Well, let's see. I mean, I, I guess like a lot of us, I... Well, actually, I wouldn't even say that I started out with my story in terms of my passion for prevention, you know, and nutrition Mm -hmm. and foundational, you know, the foundations of health. You know, when I went through my conventional medicine training, I really, uh, I loved everything. I was very interested in all the medical specialties, but I really was interested in prevention. And I went through, and I'm, I'm actually board certified in preventive medicine, and that's the track I looked for in the conventional world. And... I ended up sort of hitting a dead end because in the conventional world, there's no discussion about real true primary prevention, you know, the foundation, the terrain, you know, as we talk about in the natural world, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and what is that? A lot of that is food, and food is medicine and nutrition, as well as stress and mind-body and really helping people understand stress. And those two things, food and stress, contribute to over 80% of all our chronic disease in our country. And so we really um, are missing the boat on that in the conventional world. And I I was very interested in that, and I ended up needing to what I, how I say, you know, look outside the box, you know, to really find those answers. And around the same time, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Um, actually, yeah, it was, it was about 15 years ago I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And I was right in the middle of this whole sort of, you know, I don't really, I'm not finding what I want in the conventional world. I don't really see staying in internal medicine and preventive medicine that this is going to work for me and really float my boat. And and I'm not and I really want to figure out why I have this Hashimoto's. I wanted to know why. And mm-hmm. the conventional, as you know, is not really set up to 
ask that question. It's not about detective work to get to the root cause of things. It's really about, okay, well, here's some thyroid medicine. You know, we don't care about the Hashimoto's. We don't care why you have that or how you got that, or we're not interested in really trying to figure that out. Just take your pill. And that really wasn't good enough for me. I really got interested in trying to understand why, and I started exploring all the sort of alternative um, integrative modalities to try to figure out which ones would help me. Mm-hmm. You know, and ultimately what I found, which is very, which has grown, functional medicine is really um, an outgrowth of the nat- naturopathic world, mm-hmm. which is why you and I overlap so much. Right. You know, and I found functional medicine, and I started doing all my training in functional medicine, and I, with the tools I learned there, I cured my Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, that same approach that I used to treat myself, I started working with my patients that way, and I've been helping them, you know, and mm-hmm. really reversing antibodies and curing autoimmune conditions. And I decided, you know, I really needed to get this word out. That's why I wrote, and so I wrote this book, which has just come out today. Today's the, the release date. Yay! Yay! Congrats! You know, which really puts it all down in the book to give people sort of a how-to. Well, here are the four steps to how to fix your immune system. Yeah. And it's way more fun to practice this kind of way, isn't it? Well, it's much, so much more fun and so much more rewarding. I mean, my colleagues Mm -hmm. are so stressed. Mm -hmm. And and then I don't think they're really enjoying their work. And part of it, I think, is that this, I mean, the deep satisfaction that I get out of really helping people. I mean, people Mm -hmm. get better. Yeah. You know, and and it's just, so rewarding and also and I know you practice this way too you know I'm I'm all about having really you know it's relationship you know right. having relationship having time to develop relationships with my patients and you know I need to know about you I need to know what your environment's like I need to know what your stresses are I need to know where you grew up you know I need to know what kind of house you live in you know and right. all these things and I really get to know everyone and I enjoy that and yeah, I have, and and I make sure I have time for that, and so, mm-hmm. and so I'm practicing medicine in a way that is very satisfying, and I don't think um, I, most doctors can say that, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're very, very blessed. I know the typical doctor's visit. I think I've said it's like seven minutes or something. So for us to be able to spend at least an hour with patients is just like a total blessing, you know, for the patients and for us. And for us, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. You know, one thing I love about your book, my very favorite thing, is just how you break it down and make it super simple. I mean, the immune system is really complex. I mean, I'm sure it was yeah. probably tricky to do that, to make it as simple as you've done, but it's uh, it's just it's great. I mean, I can use this and tell my patients, hey, read this, because I can't explain every single bit, but if you really read through this a few times, you'll you'll understand how a complex system, how, how it actually works. So can you kind of just give us, like, talk to us like we're three-year-olds, you know. How does the immune system work normally, and then how does this kind of go awry in the whole autoimmune world? Okay, let's see if I can do that for you. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's okay. It's it's fine. Um, the, the immune system, so the way I like to explain the immune system as sort of think of it like your army, right? It's the, mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't even understand these basics, so I'll go very basic. Your immune system is responsible for protecting you from the outside world, right? And the immune system is made of their glands throughout the body that are like army-based stations. And at those stations, there are um, soldiers that are hanging out, sort of waiting 
to be triggered into action. And, for example, some of those stations are your lymph nodes. You know, you have lymph nodes in your neck. There's something called the thymus gland, which is right under your breastbone. Inside your bone marrow, there's um, there's developing, you know, immune cells in there. That's a, considered a, a lymphoid organ. Um, you have a spleen. That's one of them. And last but not least is in the intestinal lining, which and you know your intestines. If you you have a lot of intestines, right? And if you open up your intestines, I once read um, a statistic that it's about the the surface area of a tennis court, right? Mm-hmm. If you opened up all your intestines and laid it, you know, outside, you know, side by side, mm-hmm. and so you have a lot of intestinal surface area, and right under the surface are many, 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 many lymphoid glands, and. It turns out about 70% of your immune system lives in your inte- beneath your intestinal lining. And so there's all these um, army stations, and there are immune cells that live there. And um, what happens is they're waiting sort of to see if an invader comes in. So, for example, you bring the outside world into your mouth every day, right, when we eat. Mm-hmm. which is why, as I know, you practice food as medicine just as I do, but there are toxins in the food, there are bacteria and viruses and all sorts of things that can come in um, through your mouth into your into your intestines, and your immune cell- system is in charge. The cells bump into all these things that you eat or anything that's in your blood, and the immune cells bump into them, and their job is to recognize friend or foe. And so normally, if it's working right, it will recognize a bacteria or a virus as bad and react to that, but as it's bumping around your body and bumping into your own uh, tissues and cells, that it, it realizes that that's friend and normal and you, and it won't react to you. What ha- And so that's the normal course of things. You know, the immune cells are just waiting, and they respond to, to the foreigner, but they don't respond to your own tissue. Um, they recognize self is what it's called, and it's something mm-hmm. called tolerance. So so your immune system is supposed to be very tolerant of yourself. Under conditions that we are just really beginning to understand, there's a lot of great basic research now looking at immune cells and how they get mucked up, you know, how they go, how they make a mistake, and mm-hmm. they get what we'll just call dysfunctional or um, out, of, out, of, out of whack, however you want to think about it in simple terms. But your immune cells can, can get sick and actually make a mistake, and instead of only attacking the bad guy, they actually turn on yourself and can um, attack, and I'll tell you what that means in a second, your own tissues. And um, they can attack a specific gland, like when I had Hashimoto's, um, my immune system was turned was attacking my thyroid gland, and which causes a lot of swelling and inflammation in the gland. Um, or, you know, so that's an example of an organ-specific kind of autoimmune condition. Or your immune cells can attack all over your body. Um, something, something, think about something like lupus, right, where your whole, the whole body is affected, and that's because the immune, the, um, immune cells are, are um, causing damage and inflammation in all the blood vessels, in the muscle, you know, all around the body. So it's sort of mm-hmm. systemic. And so you can have... There's more than 80, some people are saying over 100, you know, autoimmune diseases, and they all are determined by, they're named or, you know, the different diseases are labeled because the those um, the army of cells are attacking different, cells, very specific different tissues in the body, causing a different kind of illness. Mm-hmm. And so that's the foundational issue is that the immune cells, 
become sick and attack your own tissues. Now, immune cells can cause damage one of two ways. Your immune cells, and I use the analogy of, you know, soldiers that fire bullets as opposed to soldiers that that have hand-to-hand combat. A lot Mm -hmm. of times the immune cells fire these bullets called antibodies, and these antibodies are what hit and damage this tissue. Other times the immune cells just bump right into that tissue and release irritating chemicals and damage the tissue that way. But either way, there's different, so different diseases have different ways the damage happens, but in all the cases, the immune cells are misbehaving and hurting your body, you know, when mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be. Mm. How, how is that in terms of... I the, love that. It's such a great explanation. Okay. Yeah, I, I, okay. I use a similar thing with patients that there's army, you have different branches of the military. Like you Yeah, know, or, exactly. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just great. It just makes it really easy to understand. So, so you know, you have the, the normal way that things happen, and in an autoimmune disease, it happens the other way you mentioned. Now, there's so many things that can cause this, right? I mean, that's why right. autoimmune disease is so complex, and that's why, why in your book you have, you know, kind of a, a whole body approach to it. So how is it that this can go awry? Why does this happen for people, and why is it so much more common now than it used to be? Well... I mean, the common now part is, you know, I think there are a lot of things more common now, and I and most of us can really agree that our environment that we're living in has really changed. Um, there's a lot more toxins. There's a lot more. Um, well, the food is our food is different, and we'll go through mm-hmm. this, but our food is different. Um, so, so actually, let me go through that in a very more organized way. So, yeah, I divide, I, yeah, I divided the book into four. Um, it's a four-step program for treating autoimmune disease, and the reason why is is because in all, looking at all the research, and then also looking at the way um, the foundation, you know, looking at the foundational systems of the body um, that affect the immune system. Um, it really, the the causes of autoimmune disease really fell into sort of four main sections. And so the first whole piece is food, right? Food is medicine. And like you and, you know, we've used that term before. And we I love that term also because I heard you talking about it in the intro before I came on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, food has function in the body. The food comes into the body and has different components that can trigger your cells to behave in one way or the other. And so food has the power to actually help your cells function better or to cause the cells not to function well. Um, It turns out that when it comes to food, what we're really looking at with autoimmune disease is specific components of food that trigger the immune system um, to respond, you know, that cause an immune reaction. And so the first baddie is gluten. You know, and you've probably talked about gluten on your show before. I mean, gluten, it turns out, we know, causes autoimmune disease. It causes celiac disease. But it turns out that gluten also is associated with other autoimmune diseases as well. For example, Hashimoto's or or Graves' disease, you know, thyroid disease. I find that whenever, you know, I take every autoimmune patient of mine off of gluten. Yeah. And it's very interesting um, with Hashimoto's especially, which is more common that I see more often than Graves' disease, which is the other autoimmune thyroid condition. But my autoimmune thyroid people, half of them, I take them off gluten, and I would bet more than at least half. By the time, three months off of gluten, and I retest them three months later, and their antibodies are half what they were before. Mm -hmm. And sometimes only changing, for some people, it's not the cause for everybody. Even though everyone needs to be off of gluten because it affects them all in some way, 
But for some people, that's the whole ball of wax. You know, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason that, that that's that that's their cure is just going off gluten. Um, so so but so gluten, right? That's one example, and we know that gluten, the immune system, um, act, you know, when it responds to gluten, it um, gluten. Some there's a couple of reasons, and I don't know that I want to get into that tonight, unless you want me to about how gluten works to cause autoimmune disease, but. You know, there's, there's, there are different theories about it, but the point is that food is a big trigger. There's some concerns about genetically modified food um, being very irritating to the gut. I don't. There's not a lot of evidence really cause, showing that that causes autoimmune disease, although it definitely causes immune reactions in the gut. Um, but you know, but gluten is definitely the number one in terms of. Research associating with other autoimmune diseases as well, in addition to celiac. So, food, you know, and then there's also, as you you know, um, there are other foods that people can get immune reactions to, and you could do food allergy and food sensitivity testing. So, we know that food, like for example, corn and soy and dairy, and um, they, people often have immune reactions to those foods as well. So, I usually have people, what I do in the book in step one is we go through sort of an elimination diet, remove a handful of foods from your diet, and I show people exactly how to test themselves to see if they have food sensitivities. And when you have a food sensitivity, all it means is that you feel worse when you eat the food and you feel better when you don't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's that just general, I'm tired, I have brain fog, I just feel puffy and I can't take my ring off the next day, you know? Mm -hmm kind yeah. of thing um, from the food, but evaluating food and looking for food sensitivities and food causing inflammation is the first step always, mm-hmm. um, and going on, on a gluten-free diet. <clears throat> so food as a foundational issue is number one. Number two is about stress, and, and, and actually coming back to number one, our, you know, when you say why now, our food supply has changed. You know, all mm-hmm. the corn we eat, all the soy we eat, it's all genetically modified, Right. And the gluten and the gluten now is different. The wheat is a different hybridized plant than it was, you know, 50 years ago. So it's got 42 new genes in it because it's been hybridized. You know, there's all those. I love the book Wheat Belly. I think he does a great love job explaining. Book. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? It does a great job yep. sort of explaining the whole wheat thing, you know, and the gluten and why now, you know, that whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece about why now, and um, I'm going to sort of skip over step two, which is stress, to go to the gut for a second, which is step three, and as a foundational cause. I think we're having a very, we have an epidemic of digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on PP, you know, proton pump inhibitors. Everybody's on antacids. People have, their guts are a mess. People take a lot of antibiotics. People are popping Advil all the time on a lot of medication, there's a lot of stress. And and I do a lot of stool testing. I don't know if you do that also. Tons. But <laughs> tons. And everybody's gut floor is a mess. You know, mm-hmm. people eating sugar. I mean, there's a, for many, many reasons. And and there's a whole condition, which is called leaky gut syndrome, which I'm, which I'm sure you're familiar with, mm-hmm. which is... Um, which is really rampant in in our in our society right now and i and i think it's a combination of all those things i said before about all the antibiotics people are taking and about the kinds of food they're eating and but the gut flora is just not healthy and 
we really have a, a problem. There's a huge problem with this. And so this in itself is a cause of autoimmune disease, the, the imbalance in the gut flora. And there's a lot of good research, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of good research, really looking at um, impaired, you know, impaired gut flora, um, this whole thing about what's called increased intestinal permeability, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the leakiness that happens then in the in the gut lining and how food particles can get into the body and cause immune reactions. Yeah, After I thought you that. did a really great explanation in your book of describing all of that. And we've we've talked about leaky gut, you know, quite a bit on the show. We've um, done a show on on SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Great. We've done a show on gluten with Dr. Thomas O'Brien, and he's like, you know, the oh, gluten awesome. dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes, we've talked I about know. it a lot, but it's really he's you know, fabulous. It's, it's so important, isn't he? Great. <laughs> he's, he's great, and he gives some good examples of how gluten causes um, MS. Like, I, mm-hmm. I went I went to a talk of his once, which I thought was great. All about yes, gluten and all all the other kinds of uh, inflammatory conditions it can cause in the body. Mm-hmm. So then your your listeners and you know know that the gut is sort of the founda- is such an important foundation for your immune system for inflammation and to help you digest and absorb and assimilate all the food that you're eating and a combination of you know disordered gut you know this whole all these gut problems with the change in the food that's coming in has really caused an increase in food sensitivities, reaction to food, um, you know, and trigger and autoimmune disease. And so that's mm-hmm. sort of one of the main sort of pathways that have come in and it's definitely it's be- the best or the research that's la- it's been laid out really step by step when it comes to arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. There's excellent research really proving that leaky gut is, uh, syndrome is really at the root of rheumatoid arthritis, and in fact, it's really key for all, really all, all arthritis. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah. So there's really good research for that. So, so, so the gut and the food piece sort of, in some ways, go together, which is why I went on to the gut. But, but so that's the, that's one of the other major, major causes of autoimmune, as well as um, one of those things when you say why now, you know, I just think there's so many problems with the way um we with the way uh we're practicing medicine I, I guess i have to say too you know proton taking i have patients that come in every day and say yeah I'm, you know i'm on you know omeprazole you know mm-hmm. which is one of the ppis proton pump inhibitors yeah i've been on it for eight years I'm like why right. are you still on that well you know i had some reflux eight years ago my gastroenterologist put me on that <laughs> i know I, I see it a I lot just, too Right. And they have osteoporosis, right? Or I mean, there's always so many things that come come along with that nutrient deficiencies and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, exactly. And um and there's really good studies now which show that when you're on those um antacids or proton pump inhibitors for too many years or too long, it does exactly do that. It increased risk of osteoporosis. You're not di- you're not absorbing your nutrients, but it also alters your gut flora. Mhm. And it's really a very, um, it's one of the most commonly prescribed drugs in our country. So we really have a problem. And so that's, mm-hmm. so things have changed. And, and so, which brings me then to stress. Because, you know, stress is our society. I mean, we're just so much more stressed now in the, our generation than our generation ago. Yeah. You know? Or with the whether it's electronics and being plugged in all the time, you know, mm-hmm. you know the twenty four seven nature and the fast pace and productivity. But 
people are really stressed. And mm-hmm. stress hormones, the cortisol and the stress hormone, adrenaline, they all, they both have a very strong influence on your immune cells. And they have a strong influence on your gut. You know, and they the stress itself can affect your gut flora as well as and then influence your immune system that way. Right. Well I think people forget, you know, a lot of people listen to my show, they're health nuts, they're doing everything right that, that they think they're doing, you know, they've got the, the gut thing on you know, dialed in, they're they're detoxing, their you know, their food is great, but they're so stressed out and they don't realize that stress in and of itself can cause leaky gut. You know, it's like right. stressing about all of this is not going to help. So that is, I I really think that's such a huge piece. You know, that just the stress connection is huge, huge, huge. Yeah. So the stress connection is huge, and and so I do a lot of work with stress. I've been um, I've been fortunate to work with Jim Gordon and the Center for Mind Body Medicine for about awesome. thirteen years, and um, really, you know, when I think of my greatest teacher. You know, my you know is really him and what I've learned with the center, and I travel with them and I teach at their training programs, mind body medicine, and really mm-hmm. teaching health professionals actually tools to relax, you know, yeah. and tool tools to sort of take that deep breath, yeah. which I always have to remember to do because I start talking very fast. <sighs> Well, here's the thing. I mean, you wrote this book. You have a practice. You were on Dr. Oz. You have three kids. You have a husband. I mean, how do you handle stress? Because if you can handle stress, anybody can. So what do you, what do, you do just to get a little personal? <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. That's all right. Um, well, I'm a, look, I'm a longtime meditator. I've been, you know, that was the first thing that my cousin taught me, you know, like 20 years ago, thank goodness. And so, I, I you know, meditation for me is key. Um, and I try maybe I, not every morning, but you know most mornings I get I wake up and I and I sit for you know 20 minutes. Um, so that's that. So meditation in my world is very important. I also I also walk a lot. You know I get up mm. and I my my goal is to get out, especially. It's, I'm in New York. You're, so you're in California. Right. Uh, it's a little later here, and it's also colder here. And so our winter's just about over. And so now that the spring's here, I'm out every day. You know, and I mm-hmm. go for a walk, and I just sort of clear my head. And I like being in nature. That I live sort of in the northern suburbs, countryside. You know, outside mm, awesome. New York, the city. So, you know, I'm a nature girl. So, so I do that, and. You know, and I also teach people, and we breathe in my office together, and that really helps me too. Yeah, it's a good reminder. And, yeah, and so I and so I like that. But um, I do. I am very. I'm very aware about how stress comes in. And the other thing I do want to say about myself is that I make sure I get a good night's sleep every night. Mm. I mean, I'm a sleeper, so yeah. I. I you know, I get minimum of seven hours sleep, and I sleep through the night. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I know, I'm sure you, have, you know, that's a very common issue of, for people that come in. Oh yeah. To see me asleep, and so I'm fortunate enough to, and and now some of that's hormones and adrenals, and I know how, you know, I've sort of taken care of myself. I'm 53. I'm through menopause, and I I'm sleeping. So I'm doing something right, you know, with myself, yeah. I guess. And um and I so sleep for me is key. As long as I sleep. So I I get to bed by 10:30, um sometimes 11, but you know, I'm in, I'm asleep. And so mm-hmm. I make sleep a priority. And I I really believe your night your day starts the night before. 
you know so you mm. you know getting to bed and and preparing for bed and sleeping is is critical um that's a good motto i like that yeah isn't it like your day starts mm-hmm. the night before i love that love too. it mm-hmm. i love that um <laughs> and then the other thing is I opened Blum Center for Health three years ago, and my kids are pretty much out of the house. Well, that so helps. I did, yeah, I didn't do this when my kids were little, right? So I'm no superwoman in that kind of way. You know, I, I, um, I really waited and paced myself, and I, and I worked on myself, and I built my practice, and I sort of gathered all my tools and sort of figured out all the things I love and all the things I wanted to learn, brought it into my practice. And I was practicing medicine this way for a long time, and then... My second son went to college, and I had one left at home who was in high school. <laughs> and I said, you know, and I so two were gone, and one's left at home in high school, and he's already with his friends all the time, and I'd hardly see him anyway. Right. And I said, you know, um, I think I want to enter open my health center now. You know, I, I think now's, now's the time. And, you know, I, my experience is that when it's the right time, all the doors just open and magic happens. Totally. Know, all the and all the right people showed up. The space became a. I found the space very easily. The person to help me build it out was showed up, and like mm. everything just happened and fell into place. And so I knew that timing was right. And um, and it's a good thing my kids are older because man, I've been working very hard these past two or three years for sure. Well, I'm sure yeah. they're very proud of you, and I know that's probably the best way to deal with empty nester syndrome is just go open a clinic. <laughs> Well, that's exactly it. So my youngest is graduating high school this year, and, and I'll be an empty nester in, in September. So, so yeah. So I'm a, exactly that's how you deal with the empty nester is yeah. you know find find your passion. And um, my other saying that I love is you know we all want to do it all, but I believe you can do it all, but not all at the same time. Right. So I sort of see I sort of sequentialed myself. I've done it sequentially. You know, in yeah, some way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you said, so you've gone through part one, using food as medicine, two is stress, three is heal your gut, and tell us about part four. Well, step four, which is, I know you've talked about on your show, is about detox and and toxins. And um, first I just want to explain, you know, there's so much discussion in, in in magazines and cleanses and hype about detox, and I just want to clarify what I mean when I say the word detox, what I call step four is supporting your liver. That's actually the name of the section in the book. And the way I like to explain this to people is, you know, your liver is in charge of clearing toxins out of your body. Nature gave us a wonderful organ called the liver that is in charge of that. And it's like a little engine, right? And it's an engine, and it's always blood's being pumped through it, and it's cleaning out the blood and cleaning out the toxins. It's like a big filtration system. And it doesn't just filter it mechanically. It actually has, you know, it has all these enzyme systems in it. Like the cells are very active. So the cells have, um, cells have, you know, uh, enzymes inside them that require nutrients, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, protein, you know, to, to actually actively take the toxins and disarm them, right? Mm-hmm. So it filters it, and then the toxins go into the cells, and the cells have to sort of disarm the toxins. And it uses nutrients, which is why we need healthy food, right? Because food, 
you know, there's detox supporting food, which are the greens and all the color that we eat, especially cruciferous vegetables, really help the liver disarm and detox do and get you know disarm the toxins and all that means is it converts them into something um not harm not harmful and mm-hmm. and helps them get excreted okay so so what happens is over time <clears throat> and this is again why now right our environment mm-hmm. we know is exposing us we're all exposed to so many toxins more and more now, um, and I think everybody can agree about that. I don't think there's any any disagreement in that. And your liver has to deal with that every day. And it turns out that, you know, I try to explain this in the book that, you know, people say, well, am I toxic? I mean, how do I know? And, you know, at any given time, at any moment, like for me right now, in this moment in my body, I'm a combination. it's a combination of how much exposure I've had, and we'll talk about what toxins are in a second, how much exposure I've had, and how well my liver is nourished and able to handle my exposure. And if I have a lot of exposure and and I'm not eating healthy and my liver isn't well sort of stocked with the nutrients it needs, the toxins can build up in my body and make me sick. If my exposure, if I'm keeping up with my exposure by the, by eating, you know, organic fruits and vegetables and a lot of greens, you know, and I'm eating a lot of what my liver needs, and my and it's keeping up, then it might not accumulate in my body. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what happens is there's a whole bunch of toxins that we know really damage the immune system, and the number one toxin that's been the most studied is mercury. Now, mercury is found, most people have the biggest exposure right now in fish. And there are a lot of great websites that you can go on to see the fish lists. You know, I send people often to, um, like, the Environmental Defense Fund, EDF, or .org, or um, EWG, the Environmental Working Group. You might have a website you like. Yeah, those two I usually recommend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, um, and so... There's really good research looking at mercury and how mercury triggers autoimmunity in the immune cells and the association between mercury and, for example, you know, thyroiditis, but also lupus and MS and a whole range of other autoimmune diseases. And so, and not just mercury, but other heavy metals as well and other toxins in the environment. So Mercury, though, is, the, like I said, the number one most studied in the literature. And and so, the, and, and in addition to fish, there's the whole controversy about silver fillings, you know, which mm-hmm. I'm sure, um, you know, which is another part of the conversation. I think that um, there's a lot of good, there's a research on silver fillings specifically for the thyroid, because if you think about it, your teeth are right above your neck you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. so that the mercury could drain, sort of comes right down and, and into the, your neck, um, Some, you know, some there's some discussion around that. But irregardless, I think we all, we know there's a lot more mercury in the environment than there was 50 years ago, and so we know that we're all exposed to it, and some people have more exposure than others. Some people are genetically handicapped in their ability to clear out mercury, you know, I know I'm one of them. There's a, a sort of a detoxygenomic test that I've done on myself that, that that one can do. It's 
looking at your detox genetics and how well you're Is that through Genova? That's who you use? That's that's through Genova. Okay. Got it. And it's actually called the glutathione system. Mm -hmm. So it's it's something called glutathione S-transferase, and it's an enzyme system in the liver. Well, it's all over the body, but especially important in the liver for clearing out mercury and heavy metals. And mine is terrible, terribly mm-hmm. handicapped. And when I when I first measured my mercury, it was off the charts, you know, yeah. really high. And, um, you know, when I realized I had Hashimoto's, I also had a mouthful of silver fillings. And I was mm-hmm. eating fish. You know, I did everything. Right. I had every. I had everything. Yeah, with all those and, things combined, you know, and you with, went into a coal mining thing. All of this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, exactly, though. You know, yeah. and, you know, I have, well, I have a strong family history of lupus and other things. My grandmother, you know, so I definitely had family history. And, and so for me, you know, I had multiple of these things. But so when it comes to then the foundational causes, you have to look at toxins. And really, it's not even, you know, while it's important to it, and it's helpful to know if you have mercury specifically, sometimes all that you really need to do, what's the most helpful, is just to help your liver do a better job in general, mm-hmm. mobilizing and removing the toxins from your body. And so when I talk about detox, and we do a lot of detox programs in my in my center and in my office, and I see you do too, um, when I talk about detox, when we're talking about detox, it's called metabolic detoxification. It's about here's a program. You're going to take some supplements and eat in a certain way that's going to get your liver going. Turn that engine on, clear out right. those toxins. You know, it's really like starting a mo- you know a motor in a stagnant pool. You know, just to get mm-hmm. the um, the filter going. And and when you do that, people feel better. You know, people get better. Yeah. People feel better. Um, and even if they don't know, even without autoimmune disease, I mean, people get better from detox all the time, just from those sort of nagging chronic symptoms, you know, like the brain mm-hmm. fog and the fatigue and, you know, and all and all of those things. So mm-hmm. detox is really helpful. And, you know, the I think the CDC put out, they, they measure the toxins in people and then the cord blood. I mean, we have measured levels of two, over 200 toxins in our blood, you know, the average American. So we know we're exposed. Mm-hmm. So helping your liver do a better job is just foundation for all health, but definitely for the immune health. Mm-hmm. You know, the heavy, the, the metals um, like mercury can go into the immune cells themselves and damage them so that they don't work right. And, um, and then they can become sick and misguided, you know, in, in their activity in the body. Mm-hmm. So we know that it's really important. So that's why step four. So the four steps, you know, really food, stress, gut, and toxins. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I really try to help people work their way step by step. There is a, they were into in a workbook format, really explain what they need, you know, self-assessments, you know, do you have a gut problem, do you need detox. And I really worked hard to make it very simple. I, I had... Um, I worked with my sister-in-law, actually, who's my writer. <laughs> oh, and really? She's a ma- yeah, yeah. We worked together. It was fantastic. And she's a magazine writer, so she translated my, you know, technical language into very user-friendly language, which you observed. You know, you said it's easy to read. I mean, we really, she really forced me to simplify everything very much <laughs> down. She's like, well, explain that. Explain that. What do you mean by that? You know, so I had to really explain everything. And... um which was great, and, uh, and well, so, I bet yeah, she I, learned a ton out of it, right? Oh yeah, she yes, yeah, she really did. <laughs> and, um, and so, in addition to that, so what I also did was I, 
we we have a an amazing immune um, immuneprogram.com uh, mm-hmm. website to really with videos and I and I put up extra downloadable forms and I have video where I sort of talk through the steps in the book and to really help people bring the book to life to make it easier. And I mm-hmm. have sort of a ask us anything button, you know, where you can actually ask questions and a lot of support. Because, you know, I'm just me and you're just you're you and we're helping our patients, but this whole epidemic of autoimmune disease is very upsetting to me because I know that we can fix the foundations. We can help mm-hmm. people fix the foundations and they can get better. You know, and all these tw- this 23 million people and rising, you know, these people are I get people every day coming to my office with no hope you know they're told there's nothing I can do about it I was told I have these antibodies there's nothing I can do I just have to take strong medicine to suppress my symptoms they're not given any hope that they can be healed and this can be reversed in any way and I do it every day in my office and I wanted people to know you know that they can get help that fixes the cause that gets to the root of the cause and not just dismisses, you know, the cause. And so, you know, and so that's why I wrote the book. I wanted everyone to have the opportunity to know that and to actually get, be given the tools that they can use to start sort of fixing the foundations in their body, which will help them feel better. And, you know, these are the four foundations that are to health in general, but Mm -hmm. there's so much evidence how these four foundational systems can cause and can affect the immune and, and do affect the immune system. That you know, and that's sort of the evidence I presented in the book. Here's how this affects your immune system. Here's how you can sort of t- check yourself. You know, and here's the workbook to help you fix it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's I, so and empowering. I, you know, usually when people are going to their to their conventional doctors, at least, you know, it's sort of like this victim mentality. You have this disease, you take this medication, it's going to, you know, suppress your immune system, and that's pretty much it. So it shifts it from that to, okay, now I understand what's happening. I have these tools. I can work through this myself. You know, I can find maybe someone, you know, a naturally minded doctor who can help me work through this. But it's just it really changes the whole the whole mentality. And I love. There's, I think there's a part in your book where you said that. Um, when people have, um, I don't know if you said if it was hope, or when they feel yes. like they can get better, then they tend to get better more. Yeah, and it's a that's a great, I you know, I and that's so important, and that I have to, you know, that's a lot of the Center for Mind Body Medicine work that I really got really um, brought into myself in all those early years. Mm-hmm. I was, and and even now when I work with the center foundational, foundational, and this is true in all natural medicine, the way people work, the relationship and also the patient as their own healer. You know, it's mm-hmm. self-care, it's taking care of yourself, it's empowering the patient to take control, to step into a different role. And when people when people step in, when people shift from... Well, well, when people shift into self-care where they're really taking control or taking a more proactive role, they get better. Right. And they heal faster and they have more likelihood of getting better. Mm-hmm. And um and it's so opposite our current our current um uh, medical scenario where people go into the doctor's office and expect to take a pill and get fixed. And yeah. I just wrote a blog for the, on this for something um, about the shifting. I think I called it right. It's for Zocdoc. I wrote a, a blog. It's called um, "From Fixer to Facilitator," 
and mm-hmm. it's and it's actually a blog posting for doctors to try to help them understand that they need to shift their own role and not be just fixing people because right. the old days of Marcus Welby are over. Yeah. You know, we know that doesn't work. And so if I'm just going to fix you and somebody comes in in a passive way to just be fixed, that doesn't work. That doesn't facilitate any kind of healing. And especially on the other, the additional reason for that is because you and I both know that lifestyle change is the foundation for a lot of the work we're doing. Mm-hmm. Helping people eat differently, helping people manage stress, like we were just saying, learn how to meditate or do yoga or even talk about relaxation or listening to music, you know, but they have to do something. So lifestyle change is difficult for a lot of people. It requires them to step in and make changes in their lives. Mm-hmm. But people won't get better unless they do. And and so self-care is all about lifestyle change, make, you know, taking responsibility for this whole part of your care. And um that so yes. And that that's really critical and there's really good research on that as well showing how when people do this they actually get better but faster and more effectively. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to um I want to actually open up to the phone lines for uh, just a caller or two. Um that'd you be great. Tuned in. Yeah, we're talking to Dr. Susan Blum. She's the author of The Immune System Recovery Plan, just released today. Yay. Yay. And uh, yeah. if you guys would like to call in and ask a question, you're welcome to do so. Uh the number is 818-495-6919. If you guys are already on the switchboard and you'd like to ask a question, just press 1. And then if you guys are listening from your computer, that's the number to call, 818-495-6919. And we'll take a caller or two. Let's see here. There's so many questions I could ask, but just for the sake of keeping it kind of simple, and I, I really want people to buy your book. I think it's just such a an amazing tool for them to to get over this, you know, debilitating. It's really a cluster of, of diseases that have a real common, you know, common theme throughout. But I want them to really get empowered and have some tools to work with. So I don't want to give away all the information on the show because we could talk probably yeah. for five hours about <laughs> okay. it. But um, how would a person know if they have an autoimmune disease? I mean, people are probably listening. Some per- probably know a ton about it, and some probably don't know much at all. Maybe they forwarded it to their cousin or their aunt, and they just want to know what what is you know what's this about. So, how would a person know? What would be kind of their first steps to to understanding if that could be affecting them? Right, it's um, a very good question. I um, so because there's such an array of autoimmune diseases, the symptoms can be very different depending on where they are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, uh, in general, um, if you've been if if you've been feeling just not right, you know, this is sometimes you just a lot of people come in and they're just not feeling right. They know they're not right. They feel like there's inflammation, like puffy in their body, or something hurts, or the muscle pain, joint pain. Um, joint pain is a big one. Um, sometimes, of course, it could just be plain old arthritis, but sometimes a lot of different autoimmune diseases have joint pain as one of its components. Um, but really, and then, of course, you know, there's specific things, you know, like weight gain, like being, being fatigue, fatigue is a big one, being chronically tired. Um, and, I mean, so there's these general symptoms that many times you go to your doctor and, and they're like, oh, yeah, check your thyroid, you're fine, you know. Um but some of it's very nonspecific, and so the only way to know is you have to get a blood test done. 
you know, you have to go to somebody who's going to check you um, through through, a labor- through laboratory testing. So autoimmune diseases are actually really diagnosed in a lab. Unfortunately, they're not really diagnosed with symptoms. So if you have rheumatoid arthritis, you can have arthritis. Um, so that's sort of a, an obvious one, but it doesn't always have to be the autoimmune version of arthritis. You need a blood test. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have sort of strange neurologic stuff, numbness and tingling in um, any of your hands or feet, MS will often present with, you know, like an eye, like something with your eye, eye pain or something called mm-hmm. optic neuritis. You know, but again, that's something very, um, that's something very specific for that disease. So uh, the the harder ones to diagnose probably is the the is something like lupus um because lupus is often just very systemic um sort of not specific symptoms. So something like like I was saying about feeling really tired, very puffy and and sore perhaps all over. Sometimes people with lupus have fevers or feel have low-grade fevers and nobody knows why. Um, Sometimes there's a rash on the face, you know, something like that. But at the end of the day, you're only going to get diagnosed if you go to your doctor and they know to test you for something called an ANA, you know, a blood test. So in the book, I, I sort of go over the basics of sort of the basic blood tests. Um, if you have any, if you have any, um, op, like, thyroid kind of symptoms, uh, the thyroid, a lot of times your doctor won't test you for the antibodies to your thyroid. So, for example, and actually I do want to mention this because this is really, this is a very important sort of take-home. I screen every patient that comes in for a full thyroid panel, which includes checking them for Hashimoto's you know, yeah, the antibodies too. to the thyroid. And mm-hmm. if you go to your conventional doctor, they'll only just check your TSH and your T4. And while that's wonderful, you know, um, while that's it's actually not wonderful, but while that's <laughs> accepted, in the, you know, as a screening, it won't, if you, that could be normal. And you might have a brewing autoimmune problem with your thyroid, that will only, which will continue to get worse and worse until you, then your thyroid becomes damaged. So it's really important to do a, um, an autoimmune screening for your thyroid, even if your your um, function is okay. You know, even if your hormone levels are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been seeing Hashimoto's like autoimmune thyroid in my office like epidemic. It's crazy. Um, I test everybody, and, and many many people have it. And mm-hmm. so, so, so you, it's really blood work, you know. Unfortunately, you know, and somebody has to think about it. Um, but if you've if you've been really feeling um, not well for a long time, and no one can figure out why, you need to ask your doctor to test you for autoimmune um, for some basic autoimmune screening tests. Mm. Um, you know, and the first one, the, the for the the systemic autoimmune diseases, the the first screening test is it called an ANA, ANA, anti-nuclear antibody test. Mm-hmm. Besides that, then there's specific te- you know tests for different organs, which I'm not going to get into. Yeah, um, which you outline very well in your book. It's very very which I outline in the book exactly. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing I do want to say about the book is we've been talking a lot about autoimmune disease tonight, but my book is a four-step program for tr- healing your immune system. 
you know. And even mm-hmm. if you don't have an autoimmune disease, many, many, many people have allergies, asthma, you know, um, they get if you're getting sick a lot, you're concerned your immune system isn't working like it should. You know, it's the same it's the same you need the same thing. The book is for you too. You know, it's really to help heal and have a strong immune system. And mm-hmm. so so the immune system can get sick and become and cause an autoimmune disease, but it can also get sick and just not work right and cause other problems. So mm-hmm. um, if you have any concerns about your immune system at all, this book, the four, going through the four steps, will give you will really help your immune system function, you know, at its best. Awesome, perfect. Yeah, uh, you guys listening in right now? The phone lines are open eight one eight four nine five six nine one nine. I'm going to actually uh, read a question that was submitted to me uh, to have us answer on the air. So. Uh, it's a long, long, long question, so I'm basically just going to pull what we can answer here. Um, So it looks like this uh, young lady, uh, her name is Stephanie, she um, was recently prescribed Plaquenil, 200 milligrams twice a day, Um, and she's wondering what she can do to ease inflammation while she's waiting for the Plaquenil to work. She has a positive ANA and an elevated SED rate. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm that's. I'm sorry. So Stephanie, if you're listening, I'm sorry that you're on this journey. It's um, definitely not. If you've already started the Plaquenil, you must be very uncomfortable. Um, the very first thing and the simplest thing that you can do is um, work with your diet and work with food. Uh, you'd be surprised at how uh, a simple elimination diet might really help you feel better. So and on the simplest version of that, it's Going, it's really just, and you don't have to think of it as forever. And I usually have people remove it for three weeks to remove gluten, dairy, soy, and corn from their diet. So take those four foods. You can go actually on my website. I have free downloadable forms of, uh, which tell you how to do the elimination diet. On the, you'll see step one, using food as medicine, and there's downloadable forms. And you can look at, and it's immuneprogram.com. And it's free, and you can just look at the elimination diet. Gluten, dairy, soy, and corn, remove them from your diet for the next three weeks, and you're going to notice that you're going to start feeling better. Um, It's not going to be everything, but it'll be a start, and that's the quickest thing you could do to feel better. After the three weeks, if you want to reintroduce the foods one at a time, you can do that, Just and there are instructions on how to do that also on my website. You can do that, and... um, uh, just to see which of those foods are triggers. And what you have to understand is the experiment has two parts. You, the removal of the, of the food is part one, but you must reintroduce them very carefully, one food every four days, to see if it triggers inflammation or pain to come back. Because sometimes you're not sure you feel better when you remove the food, but when you reintroduce it carefully and trigger a response, you really know. You know, and I call that creating an aha moment, you know. So if you can remove the food and then reintroduce it and 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 really have that aha moment about a particular food, and it could be corn, it could be gluten, um, usually those are the two that are the biggest triggers, um, it will help you stay away from that food because you'll see what it's doing to your body. So mm-hmm. that would be my first um, simplest thing to do. And then... Um, 
you know, you really have to go through the program. You have to fix your gut and um and you know, and look at the toxins for sure. Lupus, you have to really look at toxins uh mm-hmm. and see, you know, and detox is really important for people with lupus. Um and I think that probably more than that is not we're going to not have time to talk about tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cuz I see our time is up, but at least start with food. You know, food yeah. it's, it won't cost you anything. You don't have to buy any supplements. You know, work on the food, and I'm very clear about that. It's always the first place to start. It's the most foundational. It's the most important, and it will have a very big effect. And people are shocked when they see how much better they feel, you know, mm-hmm. when they remove foods that are caught triggering inflammation. Food as medicine. Do you have time for one food more? Food as medicine. Uh, one more uh, quick caller. We, looks like somebody would like okay. to ask a question. Yeah? Okay. And I know you're, it's your bedtime, so we'll do it real it quick. It is my bedtime. Yeah. I didn't realize we were doing it. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't tell me it was the yes. Yeah. You know. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. It's your bedtime. Okay. So we'll uh, caller bedtime? on the 732. Yeah, really First, I'm going to have you actually um, mute yes. your okay. your um, uh, computer. On the 732. First, I'm going to have you actually um, mute your Hello? Hello? Yeah, caller, are you there? Are you an- Can you answer my question? I can, but I need Hello? you to actually yeah. walk away from your computer because we, we're just getting a little bit of feedback. <laughs> Are you an- can you answer my question? I can, but I need you to actually walk away from your computer because we, we're just getting a little bit of feedback. Are you an- Hello? I'm away from my computer. Okay. Let me try to mute you. And okay. There's a lot of noise on. in the background. Yeah. yeah. I'm away from my computer. <laughs> Oh, that's better. There you go. I just okay. muted her. Um, we're getting a little bit of feedback, so I don't know exactly why we're hearing. Okay, that's better. I just muted her. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead and ask the question. Okay. Thanks. I am. Are you familiar Uh-oh. with morphia? Can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead and ask the question. Okay. I am. Are you familiar with morphia? Hello? Yeah, but go ahead. Okay, I have morphia and I have uh, lichen sclerosis. I was yeah. diagnosed through biopsies and also neuropathy. Mm-hmm. And I've been sick for five years. I have yeah. terrible pain. I've been on I'm all so kinds sorry. of painkillers, and, and nothing is working. I, I, I've been on a gluten-free diet now for about two and a half weeks. Okay. And, and that hasn't made any difference so far. I'm not eating dairy. I'm not eating meat. Yep. Uh, in addition, you know, to be gluten free. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, well, this is just—it's a, a really good example okay, I just, about how sorry, I just food is not. Her so we can hear. Go ahead. Okay. Well, yes. So first of all, you know, I'm really sorry for what you're going through. It's very, very difficult, and 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 I can feel the lack. You know, the the the. Uh, it, it just feels like not no hope, you know, in your mm-hmm. voice, and I can feel that. I want to give you some hope, though, because you can feel better. But as you can see, food is not going to be everything, you know. So for some people, food is the beginning, you know, um, and it only will get you so far if there are other things going on. So you really need to – so the other steps in the book are going to be really important for you, So which is why you start with food. But then we we you have to look at the stress piece, but then we really have to clean up your gut. There's inflammation coming from somewhere. And so you feel inflammation and pain throughout your body, but it's coming from somewhere. And the gut is often the first place to, it is the next place to look, right? So we have to look at your gut, 
Try to figure out if you have overgrowth of any kind of bad bacteria, yeast, or parasites. This is where I start asking a lot of questions about travel, antibiotic use, um, and I do a stool test. And you might need to find, well, you can, I got, so there are self-assessments in my book as well as suggestions for treatment on your own for fixing your gut, and you can definitely do that. Um, so you can start with the book and see if you want to do it on your own or can do it on your own. Um, if not, there's, there's resources in the book to find a um, practitioner uh, that practices medicine the way that I do um, that can help in the way that Dr. Lauren does um, to Dr. Noel to um, find mm-hmm. your um, to find somebody who can help you guide you through the process of healing your gut. But you must must get your gut fixed because um, there's a lot of inflammation coming from there and it cut, travels throughout your whole body and inflames all your tissues. Um, the other piece, you know, after we get through the gut, and I always like to do the gut first uh, because the gut can be dumping a lot of toxins into the body in addition to the inflammation. And so you work on the gut first, and once the gut sort of is, um, you know, the, the the gut is better or you've gone through that process, then then you move into supporting your liver and start mobilizing and getting toxins out. You need to figure out what your exposures are, and I really go through that in the book, sort of helping you look around and figure out. You know, this is where I do a lot of very thorough history do you, you know, back, both with the gut and with the, the detox, you know, do you have gut symptoms? Do you have reflux? Do you have gas and bloating? Are you chronically constipated? Like, what's going on with your gut to try to determine if that's where the money is? Um, and then also do a thorough history about your toxin exposure. You know, where have you been? Where have you lived? Um, pesticides, plastics, all sorts of, you know, and the mercury sort of exposure. Um, and so I recently, I've been working with somebody who lives in New Orleans, actually, and um, she has terrible lichen sclerosis, and we've been working together, and she's doing much better. And she had, she's had she been eating, after that Gulf oil spill, man, she was eating all the, she just was eating all the shrimp from the Gulf without even, mm. um, without even, like, thinking about it. You know, just wow. like all the seafood just came in, and they would, she was just eating it all. You know, oh, yeah, I've I've been eating everything that's come in from the mountains. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh about it. It's not funny. But we had a light bulb, she and I. You know, we figured out really that she'd been, she, her exposure was just so high, you know, to so many toxins because right. of everything she'd been through living through the hurricane, you know, what she's lived through down there. So, you know, it's detective work in some ways to help us zero in on where your main thing is. Um, so in the book, I just sort of give you questionnaires and ways to try to zero in. But usually with everybody, you're going to find some something that's logical that makes sense, some big toxic exposure or maybe just a lot of little exposures or the gut, you know, there's a lot of gut symptoms and we know that's where to go first. But both those things generate a lot of inflammation in the body. And, um, and so you have to go look for how to put the fire out. You know, mm-hmm. and when you do, and you work that way, you can do it. You can put the fire out. You can help the inflammation go down. It will. It, it will work. Um, but you just have to methodically, because you've been sick for so long, and and it's deep now. You know, your body's really um, been in this for a long time. I tell people it's not like a speedboat that you're going to just turn around in two and a half weeks on a gluten-free diet. It's like the Queen Elizabeth too. It's like an ocean liner. It's going to take a big about face in the ocean 
to get you headed in the other direction, but you have to, you know, you just have to work at it, you know, and so you go through the steps at your own pace and clean up these systems in your body and it will slowly start reducing the inflammation. Um, Does that make sense? Mm. Well, I, I've actually muted the caller just because of sound quality, but um, yeah, no, that was okay. a, that was an amazing, amazing answer and um, just very thorough. And yeah, I think it's brilliantly stated that it's not it's not an overnight fix. It's going to take more than a week of a gluten free diet. You know, it could yeah. take months. It could t- even take a year or two, or even longer for some people. But you know, it, you well, can make some really had, like, incredible. Three to six mu- yeah, a yeah. couple of months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But thank you Dr. so much Blum. for giving me a chance to answer that. That was a good question yeah. to sort of end our our time together because it really yeah. helped me sort of give an example to illustrate mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. Yeah, it was just wonderful. Do you have any parting words for us before we let you go to sleep? <laughs> no, no, no parting words. Just, um, you know, I, I just, just hope, you know, just like our last yeah. caller, I want everyone to know that they can get better and that there is a they can feel better you know and that there is hope and um and so yeah i'm excited my book is out please get the book and let it help you find the way to feeling better and and visit my website because it's just immuneprogram.com and it's it really i i really try to give a lot of good tips and helpful support you know there Mm-hmm. Well, That's you are it? Wonder Woman, and it's time for you to get your Z's yeah. and recharge your batteries. So yeah. thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It's been a complete joy, and um, I'm sure I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much. Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, okay. you too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, y'all, that is the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just said y'all because I just got back from Texas. I'm throwing my little southern twang in there. Uh, Just really want to just really express to you guys, like, you you got to have hope. There's so much that we can do with natural medicine for autoimmune conditions. So listen to the show. Again, if you need to share it with your friends, people you know that are affected by this, read the book. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. And, um, you know, you just got to trust that the body has an innate wisdom and it heals. When you get out of its way and support it with what it needs, miracles happen. So thank you so much for listening to the show. You can check me out, drlaurennoel.com. I work with patients locally in San Diego and all over the country. So I'd be happy to help you if you need a doctor. And um, have a great rest of your week. Thanks, you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.